Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 22 of the Champagne Way. Oh, hey, what's up? Jess, what is in our cups this week? Uh, we are drinking Casa Dora, which is a cave brute. And according to the bottle, uh, it has uh, rounded with pleasant aromas of green apples, peaches and figs, the creamy flavors of citrus apples and toasted almonds, uh, and there it is. I'm not really sure about creamy flavors of citrus apples and toasted almonds. Creamy flavors. That's strange. That's, but, <laughs> that's a um, strange way to describe like anything you're going to drink. Yeah, I'm not, I'm <laughs> That's not, not like coffee. <laughs> no, I'm not real sure about their marketing department there. Um, but I think it tastes real nice. Yeah, actually, I do get the apple flavor. As soon as you mentioned that, I was like, okay, I get that. It's a little green apple-y. Uh, yes, and it was um, in the uh, liquor store. And it was a bottle that we had not yet tried, and so I grabbed it because it was cold and it was there. It's kind of festive with this nice yellow label on it. I don't mm -hmm. know. It, yeah. it tastes pretty good. I actually say it's pretty, it's one that you probably could drink a lot of <laughs> really yeah. easily. So it could be dangerous. It's smooth. Yeah. Very, very smooth. So there we are. Casadora. Well, so who are we, uh, who are we giving a shout out to this week? Well, Trina... I think, uh, actually, we're shouting out to us. Yeah, that's right. Now, why are we shouting out to us? Well, friends and listeners and everyone, um, in case you didn't know, the Nashville Scene, which is a local publication that has been around for quite a while, very popular, um, they actually do a best of annual issue every year that basically covers everything the best restaurants the best like bookstores the best everything and they have a section that's the best media and politics and guess what they have a best podcast section and uh yes we had lots of people vote for us and what place did we get? We got second. Woohoo! And we're actually really, really excited about this. This isn't sarcasm at all. No, it's <laughs> like not. for a podcast that's relatively new, only around nine months. I think we're we're pretty stoked that we were considered at all. Yeah. And to get number two. And also, we found out number one was like a crime podcast, and we know how much everyone loves their crime podcast. I mean, I listen to lots of true crime, so like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we're we're pretty happy, but you know, next year we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah, we, we totally are. Um, so yeah, and so we actually found out uh, that we got second place. Um, Trina got an email from the Nashville scene um, inviting us to this big party that they had. Um, and they were like, Hey, come. And so we did. And we walked in, it was actually at the war memorial, um, auditorium, which is like, so it was like kind of inside outside. Um, it was kind of swanky. They said yeah. cocktail attire was re not required, requested. Yeah. And it was, it was nice. A lot of people dressed up for it. It was a very popular event. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of the winners from this year, especially in the food and drink categories, um, set up different tables around like this outside courtyard and then on um, the an auditorium inside. And so I think all of us at some point in time said, this is like a flashback to Disney food and wine festival because it was like samplings of all different types of food, samplings of all different types of drinks. 
it was awesome. It really was. And so the party was literally the night before the newest issue dropped. That was like listed the best of everything. Um, and they, they do the top three. So like the winner and then the two runners up. And so we like walked in, showed like our email ticket on our phone. And um, they had an issue of just sitting on the table. And we're like, there's no one around. And we're like, well, I guess we should go look and find our category and see how we did. And so we immediately flipped and saw that we got second. And we're like, that's amazing. And so we went in and like Trina said, um, ate all this delicious food and everything. It was a great celebration. It really was. Perfect celebration for us. Food, drink. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. Uh, there was no champagne, which I think was uh, something they certainly overlooked there. Yeah, they need to do that for next year, clearly. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was amazing. So thank you, everyone, seriously, who voted for us and who supported us and who continues to support us and listens. Yes, we love you all. Mm -hmm. So... So we've also had a couple of other amazing events we've gotten to take part in recently. Um, yeah. I still think it's really kind of fun because I, we keep ending up on these lists. I think some of our fans and listeners like keep uh, adding us to different mailing lists of <laughs> any any event that might have anything to do with champagne. And and we love you for that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, we've gotten to go to, to a lot of really great events recently. Um, most recently, we went to the Happy Campers Nashville event. Um, yeah, Trina, you and Lindsay and our lovely producer, Marshall, you guys got to um, go to that. I unfortunately couldn't make it. So tell me all about this. So this caught our eye because they were getting ready to do a launch party mm -hmm. um, for their new champagne truck. What? Yes. You heard me right, guys. This is like a beautiful... 1964 Ford pickup truck that they've altered the entire back to be this like pop open bar that had multiple taps. I want to say it had six taps on it where they actually had Prosecco, they had a rose, they had a cocktail on there. They, it, it was like heavenly, absolutely heavenly. I'm like at a loss for words because just even thinking about it makes me dream I was back there. <laughs> it was it was such a cool event. It, like I really wish you could have been there, Jess. It was so cool. Yeah, I saw pictures. I was real jealous. Um, and so like you can go and hire the heavy campers for like events and stuff, right? Yes. They create these amazing experiences. They had on the property where they were doing this, they actually had these very unique tents. It's kind of like a cross between a tent and a yurt, kind of. And then they, yeah, they had all these um, really, really neat rugs out on the ground and these really shortened tables that the dad, who's partnered with his daughters on this company, mm -hmm. he had built these tables custom. And they'd set out all of these really cool pillows that you could sit on the ground with all of these, these different layered rugs. And they do these little pop-up events where you can do like an outdoor picnic with friends for like a Friendsgiving or like having a special occasion where you want to do something that's just a little bit different than your average backyard barbecue mm. or it, it just was so cool. But so they had all these tents set up. They had the mobile champagne truck out there. They had an Airstream out there that they're getting ready to renovate into a mobile beauty bar. 
What? Yeah, I, I can't wait for them to unveil that. It's just such a unique like idea. They're on to something right there. And uh, they were the greatest people, the greatest family to like meet and talk to. So I can't wait to see what they do here in the future. And I can't wait to be a part of any more events that they put together. Yeah, I'm going to have to plan something just to like go try out that champagne truck. I know. We, we joked about it with them whenever we hit our one-year anniversary for the podcast after the new year. I think we're going to have to invite them out for that big celebration. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Because everyone should experience this amazing, beautiful, beautiful, what dreams are made of bar. I'm down. Also, did you know that you could put champagne on tap? No. Like, that fascinated me. I, I almost skipped over that, but, like, that that fascinated me so much while we were there. Like, that's a thing. They, they were talking to us about how there are different um, champagne companies that they were trying to find in other states, even, that actually serve it on tap out of kegs. Like, you can get a champagne keg. I, I like, begged the man, if he can figure out how to make a champagne kegerator for me, I will buy it. Oh. oh. I will definitely, definitely buy it. Well, <laughs> Jeff, um, it's also uh, sign her up on that list. I'm like, there's, an, there's a business move right there. <laughs> and also, there's a cocktail on tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were able to do a cocktail on tap, a rosé on tap, basically anything that they can, I guess, have carbonated to some degree. I mean... It was fascinating. Genius. Absolute, absolute genius. Love. So we also went to another launch party this weekend. It was all about the launch parties this last week. I love it. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about the Twisted Cork one we went to? So uh, we went to this launch party. Uh, Jasmine, she is starting a business where she brings wine tastings and champagne tastings to your house. Ooh. Or whatever event space you are at. Um, I think we might need to have one of those. <laughs> right? That is what I'm saying. That, that might need to be our Champagne Way holiday party with the fans. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. And it, exactly. So it's holiday parties or just get-togethers, bachelorette parties. Um, so she's basically your sommelier mm-hmm. in-house. That's pretty amazing. And that's a great way to kind of like normalize it for everybody so that you mm-hmm. don't feel, you know, at bars and stuff. It can be a little pretentious at times with the fancy wineries doing mm-hmm. all the taste testing. You kind of feel like a little intimidated to actually state your opinion. So I love the concept that she has, you know, where she's trying to make it where you can learn a little bit in a more fun environment that you're comfortable in with your friends. Right. It's it's cool. And she even does, doesn't she do a little catering with it? She does. Um, she can add on a cheese board. Ooh. Uh, right. So when Do I heard, a little pairing. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, sign me up. That sounds so, like such a good idea. We've, we've met some really amazing entrepreneurs like this last week or two. It's just, it's been so much fun getting to know mm-hmm. them, learning more about their businesses and kind of being like partners with them on like helping promote oh yeah um and this this party was so fun it was in an amazing like event space Mm -hmm. um and it was just really fun and to hear jasmine like you said just talk about her business she was like total uh boss babe up there yeah total boss babe and i love the fact that she was like so 
willing to share the spotlight, even mm-hmm. at her own launch party. She was talking about how she incorporated all of these friends of hers who also have these amazing mm-hmm. businesses. There was uh, this the popcorn there. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. I I'm going to have to blog about it later. I'm trying to remember the company name, but like they had the best flavored popcorns I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, it was like real seasonings, like on that popcorn, like fresh herbs. Yes, it was so good. We'll have to find that out and definitely mm-hmm. blog about it. And then they even had these people out there that were um, making wine bags for everybody and you could get it, her logo on it. It was so cool. We even have an extra one that I think we're going to be doing a giveaway mm-hmm. of. Uh, look forward to that around the holidays. Yes. But it was just such a neat uh, concept and I loved that she incorporated so many different people, so many different companies. We, we definitely take some notes from her for whenever we have our big one-year anniversary party. For sure. So, I don't know if everyone's noticed this yet, but we are obviously down one very forking, <laughs> li- usually lively host tonight. Yes. Where is our Lindsay? Well, Lindsay is uh, sick. Sick. Is she really? Come on now. We had a good time last night. We drank some drinks. We had some food. I mean, you know. Convenient excuse. (laughs) Right, right. All the celebrating we've been doing lately. I mean, we talked about champagne trucks and twisted corks. I mean. I mean. Yeah. Is she really sick? Uh, but yeah, I think she really is. She is. She's she, sick. She did actually. She texted us today and said she was sick and that actually she she can't talk no. right now, which has got to be a struggle for her. Yes. Like she talks for a living. <laughs> really? So, really. Even in her hobbies and in her real job. So poor Lindsay. Uh, we're, we're thinking of her as she is not able to be with us tonight. And now we're going to. But we're going to let her speak in a different way. Yes. Yes. Trina. She's still going to be a part of the show. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So how is she going to be a part of the show? Well, uh, she emailed us uh, a blog that she uh, wrote. And it's real interesting. Um, Real interesting. Do you remember the title of it? Um, I I can't quite uh, off the top of my head. Will you read it to me? It was called Lindsay versus the Zombie Apocalypse. Okay, there you go. Now, guys, you all know we have a champagne-themed podcast, Mm -hmm. which means we often have champagne-themed blogs that go along with our episodes. I mean, I write about mimosa bread or Lindsay, you know, she's written one about her bow obsession. So she went from bows to zombies. Yeah, like zombie apocalypse. So we know she's been a little bit, you know, under the weather, under the weather. And we think this might have been a little drug induced from some cough syrup. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it got her thinking about her versus the zombie apocalypse. And it is the season. Tis the season. Tis the season since it is October. Mm-hmm. We've decided to share it with you. We have. So I'm going to do my best to put on a little Lindsay twang to my voice. Okay. And I'm going to try to read this like I imagine she was thinking about this as she was writing this. So, okay. 
So I'm only probably admitting this because I am feeling under the weather and I took some sinus medicine and took the medicine for life, champagne. Mm-hmm. But pre-baby, I thought about the zombie apocalypse a lot. Maybe it was my infatuation with The Walking Dead. Maybe it was my morbid curiosity of death and what happened after, or maybe I am just crazy. Okay. I didn't know that Lindsay was that morbidly curious about death. I didn't either. Also, I'm going to stop trying to talk like her. I can't do that. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I can't, I can't, I can't get that much twang into my voice if I tried. (laughs) No, you don't. No. No. Mm -mm. But I did know she was a huge fan of The Walking Dead. Yes. But I, and I knew a little bit about her curiosity with zombies because as we've mentioned previously on this podcast, like we went and did like a zombie experience where we actually got to shoot zombies, not once, but twice. Oh, yeah. I did that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, let's get back into this blog. Okay. So before I had Rory, the thought of running from rotting flesh parasites was normal. I mean, was my mortality even an issue? I think I drunkenly told an Uber driver that I was hoping the zombie apocalypse would arrive any day. I blame this fixation on my fitness aspirations. You see, several years ago, I was looking for a new fitness regiment that could actually bring me back in the door for more than a week. Luckily for me, my sorority sister, Nicole, started a new fitness business that involved pole dancing. So we've jumped now from zombies to pole Pole dancing. dancing. (laughs) I'm curious to see where she's going to go with this because I, I don't know. Do do zombies still have, um, um, I don't, is she going to pole dance for the zombies? I don't know. Do you think like they ha- they don't have libidos or anything? I don't know. Raging hormones? I mean, they're zombies. I could see this being a movie. <laughs> Do zombies mate? I don't know. This, these are whole other questions. <laughs> are we going in a really weird place it's right now? really, really odd now. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get back to this. Yeah. Which she addresses. You may be wondering what the zombie apocalypse and pole dancing classes have to do with each other. Everything. Okay. These are her words. Everything. <laughs> So we were, as she was right, we were wondering at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. So in case you have never taken pole dance classes, which is a travesty if you haven't, the first thing you learn how to do is climb a pole. Yes, this is akin to climbing a pole in eighth grade gym class, something I still cannot do. Wait. Interjecting. Who can really? Come on now. <laughs> no, I can't. Also, you don't like do any other like stretches or like practices. You just go right up that pole. Apparently. All right. But it is a necessity for pole aspirational dreams or at least moving on to the next move. Yes, some people would learn to climb and dream of hoping of doing a new spin or a dramatic drop. But the only thing I could think about was where would I use this in real life? Hence, the zombie apocalypse. Oh, oh, okay. I have to pause again. So, did she like go into the pole business, like the business, to Nicole, our story sister? And was she like, "Hi, I want to sign up for these classes just in case the zombie apocalypse happens in the near future, and I need to use these skills?" No, I think it was more along the lines of she signed up for that, thinking it'd be fun, like more fun than just going to the gym. 
and that it would like get her back in the gym or get her back into a fitness routine and then like while trying to climb the pole and struggling i think she realized like where else would i use this and in what scenario and that's where the zombies came in and that probably tried to give her some motivation although it is interesting though that her mind went immediately from like i need to climb a pole to zombies are trying to eat me Hmm. okay i don't know it's very odd all right so on with the blog Here's how I envision it. Oh, this ought to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is aghast and half are dead. The zombie disaster came out of nowhere. Most of the world is gone. The other half have either learned how to survive or have been in a coma for a few months and awoke to find the world in dismay. Walking Dead reference for yeah, sure okay. right there. <laughs> At some point, I find myself in a predicament and I'm running from the undead. Where do I go? Where do I hide? I see a pole. A stainless steel, non-rusted pole. It can't be too thick. That's what she said. Also, I have to have... <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't believe she threw in a that's what she said joke in the middle of that. Yeah, she did. Like, really? <laughs> also, I have to have a lead on the zombies. So just in case you have never taken a pole dancing lesson, to climb a pole is a preparatory gymnast takeover. First, you can't what, have fabric. What does that mean? I, I don't know. I think she's going into this right now. Okay. So it's like, because I don't get that either. You have to be, yeah, you have, you to, have to basically yourself. be, a, you have to prepare. And okay. it's like a gymnast, I guess. So first, you can't have fabric over your thighs. You have to wear little booty shorts or some form of underwear that leaves your, or at least my flabby, thighs free. Secondly, they cannot be sweaty. I have this special cream that dries my thighs out so I can climb on a whim. Then you climb. You climb with your legs, push up with your arms, and pull up with your legs. It's relatively easy after that, and you can sit on the pole for hours as long as you don't perspire. And I say hours, but I probably sat for about two minutes until I got bored and slid down. I, I mean, okay. yeah. So this is like her, she's actually done this, obviously, by climbing right, like the pole right. and the class and whatnot. All right. So needless to say, I would have to be way ahead of the zombies, which would be unrealistic as I can't climb the stairs without getting out of breath. Then get to the pole site, remove my jeans, which could take more than five minutes if I am <laughs> in my post-birth body. Then lather my thighs up with cream that will not allow me to slide. Then I would climb and sit. The daydream always goes differently from this point. What would I do at the top? How long could I stay? Did I pick a pole close to the roof of the next building? As you see, there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered. My post-baby self does not think about this at all. Or if I do, it does not end well. So hopefully this will not happen. No, I hope not. This is the end of her blog. There's so many questions left unanswered. I mean, and it's so hilarious. I well, First of all, <laughs> uh, this would not work for me because during the zombie apocalypse, I'm pretty sure I would be sweating AF, uh, like from nervousness I, and from running. From so, running for like, your life. <laughs> right, right, right. So like I would, A, probably not make it up the pole, uh, but B, I would like slide right on down. Yeah. Also, like, in Tennessee, I mean, you don't know where you're going to be when the zombie apocalypse hits, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you're in Tennessee and it's middle of summer, you're sliding down that thing regardless. Oh, right. You're, like, just going to slide right on down. If you truly want to prepare for the zombie apocalypse by climbing poles or anything, I feel like you need to practice with, like, Crisco on that pole. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Fully clothed. Oh, Crisco. Right, right. <laughs> so forget your booty shorts. Forget, okay. Look. Forget stripping down while zombies chase you and you try to climb a pole. <laughs> look, here's here's new idea for all your pole dancing classes or what have you. Look, let's just make it into zombie preparatory classes and lather up those poles with Crisco. Forget your booty shorts and uh, do them fully clothed. You don't have to have to strip down into your undies. You got to just go up that pole. I mean, and if it's also a zombie apocalypse, you probably have a backpack that you got like a bunch of things because you're probably looting places and getting food and supplies. Yeah, you're going to be off balance. Throw on a backpack full of like heavy weights and then try to climb that pole. (gasps) Oh, wait. Is there a workout like this? I know. It actually could be pretty good. I think Lindsay's onto something right there. Lindsay, you you're on you're onto this. Yeah. Zombie training like survival camp. I feel like we'd all be in a lot better shape and if the zombie apocalypse happens, we'd all survive. Right. Like if you dropped me into like day one of The Walking Dead, I've only seen the first season or whatever. But like if you dropped me into like a that first season, I'm sure I would die. Like, if I had, I didn't know what was going on or whatever. Also, can we, like, take actual zombie classes? Like, let's talk about eye care during the zombie apocalypse. What would you do if you were wearing contacts? What would you do if, like, they all dried up? Or, like, what what do you use instead of contact solution? These are really interesting and relevant questions for zombie apocalypse, but it's bringing up a lot of, like, questions for me right now on like everything in life like what would you do just in general I'm pretty sure most of my skill sets for um the music industry don't like equate at all to zombie apocalypse no girl nobody needs like market copywriting during the zombie apocalypse (laughs) except like run you're gonna die like everybody knows that if we kept up with all of our like empty champagne bottles, we could at least like use those as like weapons. Oh, could you make well, what is it like a Molotov cocktail bomb thing? Yeah, totally do that. Mm-hmm. Plus, these suckers are usually pretty heavy. I mean, if you whack someone outside of the head with that, I feel like it could do some damage. Right, and I'm sure you could use the glass as some kind of like medical first aid kit thing, maybe if you sanitize it correctly. I feel like we've definitely created like a a whole workout series and survival training camp yeah yeah like hello like these are like important issues Lindsay. look what you've done like now i'm really curious because and i'll tell you what for since we're in the scary halloween october spirit stephen king horror writer people may know him uh the shining or you know christine or carrie or something like that i'll tell you what the scariest stephen king uh story for me is that's the stand and no, there's zombies not really there, but it's like the plague that like wipes off half the human race. And there's other scary things. See, I'm like, that stuff could possibly maybe happen. You got to be prepared for that. Yeah. What if it was like World War Z where like the mm-hmm. zombies were just like hella fast? Right. They're See? like crazy fast, that movie. Right. They really are. I'm pretty so, sure like I would just die in that movie. Yeah. I would not be part of the 1%. No. Like I feel like I'd have a chance if it was like the slow mm-hmm. crawling kind of zombies that are like in The Walking Dead even. But I don't know. See, I don't it, think I can do this fast zombie stuff. In The Walking Dead, isn't it? You got to watch out more for like the people. Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch, watch watch out more for the people. I'm not super into that show. Obviously, Lindsay watches it a little bit. I definitely know my dad watches it a lot. He's he's a super prepper. Uh, he would probably be all over this episode and telling us about all the ways that we could try to survive the zombie apocalypse. But uh, 
I don't think that there would be any pole dancing involved in it. No. We'll see, like, in the Walking Dead type of thing, you need your prep skills, but you also probably, maybe your music industry networking connection skills would be helpful because in that type of scenario, you probably need some people skills to, like, you know, get in your little people group and make friends. That's true. I'm just saying, it depends on what type of zombie there is. I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't. I don't ever want to meet, like, a DJ zombie. I'm just saying. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> I just mean, like, you know, your, like, social skills might come in handy. Yeah, that That's would definitely I mean. help. That could help. I feel like I could help, like, bring people together. Uh-huh. We still need a little bit of happiness in the zombie apocalypse. That's and right. music brings happiness, guys. That's right. That's right. That's See? right. Okay. So. We, all, we all play a role in this somehow. <laughs> and um, then hopefully there will still be champagne no matter what. <laughs> that, that's a survival skill we all need to learn how to like get on like right now. Like how do you make champagne? <laughs> like in the event of zombie apocalypse and us not being able to like raid all of the liquor stores for champagne, which I feel like, you know, those would be raided pretty quickly. De- so depending on the, the type- supply would end eventually. Yeah. Depending on the type of zombie. I might just decide to, like, go drink some champagne and go out that way. That could be the way to go, actually. Mm-hmm. That could be, if you're going to have to choose, you know, be eaten alive by zombies or die by champagne overdose. I think I'd choose champagne overdose. Truth. Truth. So, yeah. And that's our zombie talk for today. That's our zombie talk for today. Uh, yeah. But since it is the season, Jess, how about that? Dress, Jess is drinking thinking cap. Okay, well, let me put in my back pocket uh, trying to uh, learn how to make a homemade champagne on the fly for the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to tuck that in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, Jess is drinking thinking cap. Obviously, all the Halloween recipes. Um, okay. So here's what I'm thinking, and here's what you'll find on our website and our blog real soon. Um, I have a dark chocolate cookie. Uh, I call them my midnight cookies for Halloween. Ooh. Um, but because, so we have a little bit of sophisticated there, but, you know, because uh, we like to be a little uh, childish as well, I throw in some uh, white chocolate chips and some Reese's Pieces to add some festivity. Um, so that is one of my Just the Drinking Thing Cap for Halloween. Um, and I'm also working on a uh, champagne witch's brew. Ooh, witch's brew. Please tell me champagne is in it. Uh, duh. Also, is it green? I feel like witch's brew should always be like some sort of bright color. Yeah, it's okay. So I'm actually working on this because in case you didn't know, it is the Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary this year. What? I Are know. you serious? It. I am. I am. Oh, my God. How is that 25 years old? I know. Don't you feel so old? I do. I, like, I I don't even know how to handle that. Uh, no. I don't want to be that old. I know. <laughs> and when the Champagne Way took our trip to uh, Disney World uh, to Magic Kingdom, we actually got to see the Sanderson sisters uh, sing and dance at the, uh, like, villain parade. It was a very exciting moment in my life. Hashtag life made. Yeah. True story. Um, so, yeah, it's the Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary. And so in the Sanderson Sisters' honor, I'm making a Hocus Pocus, a witch's champagne brew. Yes. So, that needs to be, like, on our episode now. I don't even, I'm not even going to say next episode. Like, I want that right now. So stay tuned for that. 
can you come over and just bring that to my house and we'll just, you know, pass out candy to trick or treaters and mm-hmm. drink that? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of Halloween, real quick, mm-hmm. and the trick or treaters. Yes. Producer Marshall over here. Mm hmm. He asked the same question every year about Halloween. What's that? When are the trick-or-treaters scheduled to, like, trick-or-treat? Like, when do when does that happen? Um, that would be October 31st. Halloween, right? Yes. He keeps saying that in his little small town, they schedule, like, trick-or-treating. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, every year, I'm like... They trick-or-treat on Halloween. Halloween doesn't change. It is always on the 31st. But apparently, in other places, this is like a thing. They schedule Halloween. Do they do that weird thing where they, like, schedule it the Saturday before? I think so. I mean, I know that, like, there's a lot of churches and stuff that will do, like, trunk-or-treating or, or, like, elementary schools that will do specialty things. But I don't think that that's the same as, like, walking around your neighborhood and getting candy. Like, that's Halloween. That's Halloween. Maybe, uh, well, now granted, he grew up in a small town, and some people lived out in the country, so maybe they did have to, like, pick a date. But even then, like, why wouldn't you just drive into town, go to, like, the like the busiest street or the people with the biggest houses, because you assume they're the richest, and you mm-hmm. assume they have the best mm-hmm. candy? I'm just saying, this may have crossed my mind or two, like, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, we may have picked the richest neighborhood and went there because they handed out the big size candy bars, not the fun size candy bars. I mean, <laughs> duh. But like, what if you had plans on scheduled Halloween? Like, what if you're like, no, that's not Halloween. I'm not going to be there to give out candy. I and mean, th- then what if you're not there to give out candy and the kids are like, WTF you, I'm TP in your house. I mean, as long as you don't put the porch light on. I feel like it's okay. You know, if you put the porch light on and then you don't enter your door, I, like, I surely want to throw an egg at your house. Well, I'm just saying. Look, that's the rules here in the city, but in small towns where they schedule Halloween trick-or-treating, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Just make sure your porch light's off, which is probably harder now that technology has caught up to where, like, some people's front porch lights just turn on automatically at night. I haven't thought about that until now, but that probably could really mess with some people. I bet it could. <laughs> Their houses probably get, like, either egged or attacked or something just because, like, whoops, you're not home, but your porch light's still on. <laughs> have you ever been egged or anything like that on Halloween? No. I have. No. Really? Yeah, I like literally I was out like in middle school walking like we weren't trick or treating or anything. Oh, you mean like they egged you? Yes. I thought you were talking about like egging a house. Like no, no they you got you got eggs. I got egged. Literally. What my, kind of mean person, person throws an egg at somebody <laughs> on Halloween? Some like nineteen year old. Oh my god. How old were you? Uh, I was 12 or 13. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's some mean people out there. That sucker hurt, too. Oh, I'm sure. I've seen, actually, uh, producer Marshall here get hit in the head with an egg once, but it was not a raw egg. It was a hard-boiled oh, egg. Oh, my. my. And it was on Easter. <laughs> we used to uh, get together with friends, and we would do these, like, confetti-filled eggs that you could actually break over someone's head, and confetti would come out of them. 
that they threw an egg at his head and it was not filled with confetti. It was filled with egg, hard boiled egg. And he had this like goose egg on the top of his forehead. He had a goose egg from an egg. <laughs> oh, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> from a chicken egg too. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was hilarious. Oh, well, everyone don't throw eggs at people or at houses. Yeah. It's not nice. No. I have teepeed someone's house though. <gasps> that was fun. Mm. I won't say who's, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was a long, long time ago. <laughs> also, I, I, I would never want to clean that up. No. I feel bad for anyone who ever has their house teepeed. That's yeah. a horrible thing to do to somebody. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Not at all. Yeah, stay home and pass out candy and drink champagne. That's right. So, speaking of that, it's time for Drink About It. So, what are you drinking about this week, Jess? Well, I'm drinking to a couple of things. First of all, it's been a real long week of work. It's our busy, busy time at work, so I've been working, like, late hours, um, unless I have stuff after work. And um, so, I'm just excited uh, for today that this episode is dropping to leave work on time and go home and order Thai food and sit on the couch and watch scary movies with Will, my fiance, and play a board game and have a chillax night. That sounds amazing. Uh Also, Thai food right now just sounds really, really, really good. Right, though? I'm pumped. Like, so good. I can't wait. I wish that could be my Friday night. (laughs) That will not be my Friday night this week. Want to know why? Why? I am drinking this week about my sister getting married this weekend. We've talked about her uh, nuptials a few times on this podcast. Um, And yeah, it's finally happening. She is getting married on Saturday. So day after this goes out. Which sister? This is Nina. Nina. The middle Uh sister. So, I've got family in town, which I'm excited about. It's always nice to see them. Um, and, of course, I'm drinking about the best of Nashville and us getting yeah. second place. Um, this is our, obviously, this is like our episode of twos. We got episode 22. There's only two hosts this week. Mm-hmm. And we got number two on best podcast in Nashville. I feel like it's like we need to double the drinks to uh, seriously you know, make up for all of this. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, and since I've got some family in town, they have actually decided to sit in and listen to us as we do this podcast. So they're getting to experience it firsthand since they listen to us all the time. Yay. So in here in the studio with us, we've got Layla. You heard about her on uh, our talks about Epcot and Disney. Um, And we also have Phyllis, who unfortunately had to miss us when we were down in Florida. So she's making up for that now, being here live for this episode. Yay. So we're going to let them do a little drink about it themselves. So I'm going to pass over the mic and we're going to start with Phyllis. I'm drinking about being here in Nashville for my stepdaughter Nina's wedding and... I'm drinking about surviving three hours with her dad, looking at properties in Winchester, and driving through Nashville traffic. Woo! Nashville traffic is definitely something to drink about. Mm -hmm. Not while in traffic, we frown upon that, but definitely, definitely it's something to drink about. (laughs) For sure. And also... Marshall experienced driving around with my dad the other day, and it was hilarious. So he he's drinking right there with you for this week because he had to sit 
in, I think, it's the same thing, like three or four hours of driving around the countryside. And apparently, to quote him, this is where I learned how to yell at other cars. It's something that runs in the family, I guess, because... Apparently, we all yell at cars as soon as it's like, where did that one come from? What the hell's that guy doing? Yeah, just saying. It's something we do. It's a Lloyd thing, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, Layla, what are you drinking about this week? Ventworthy, celebratory. What you got going on? First off, congrats to my sister. Um, but I'm drinking to my husband getting a promotion. Woo! Yay! Yes. So we're very excited. And I'm getting Christmas lights on the outside of my house this year. It also cost me $300, but I'm getting Christmas lights. Perfect. All right, all right. First of all, you never mentioned anything about him having a promotion. So are you saving that for this moment? Yes. So what is this promotion? Uh, he is now in management at the awesome Give Kids the World, which is where children who have a life-threatening illness um, make wishes to go to Disney or Universal, they get to go there and have a full week, all expenses paid vacation where they get to go to all the parks and get really great experiences. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I knew that's what they all did or that he did. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> a little bit more than kind of. It's just awesome. <laughs> um, and also, tell us a little bit more about why it's costing $300 to do the lights on the outside of your house. Because your husband doesn't do just like little regular twinkle lights and icicle lights it's like a full-blown show yes so i said i wanted a string of lights on our roof and that turned into pixelated lights because he used to be a lighting designer uh, that he can program each one to do special things so um it came to 300 dollars. but yes this year it's just going to be a string of lights that he can do different things with next year it's probably going to be a full-blown show is it going to be synchronized to like music we're working to it Ooh. That needs to happen before I come back and visit for Christmas, I'm just saying. I mean, we do have Epcot in our living room. You do. You uh, definitely do. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Can you explain a little bit more? What do you mean you have Epcot in your living room? Her her husband being like a lighting director, it really is. Like, there is a light show in their living room 24-7. Like, all days, just at all times. If you go visit and stay at her house, it's a full-blown light show. You can't flip on a switch to turn on the lights in our house. So we have the Hue lights. We have programmable lights. Um, but when we say we have Epcot in our living room, we actually have, uh, he redid the illumination show to the music for illuminations with the lights in our living room. So we have, it, like, it it's, emulates fireworks and the music and everything. It's really cool. So it's kind of the highlight of every party that we have at our house. He does, like, uh, projection mapping. You haven't seen that or, or anything? It's like they can actually, like, bend the lighter the pictures to things it's it's you just have to google it everyone go google projection mapping and it's amazing and the next time you're down in florida we will have you over and you can see it we have living art which is the projection mapping this sounds magical it is pretty magical it's definitely magical so on our next trip to florida we're going to take a tour over to layla and derek's house uh, yes <laughs> it didn't make it on the stop this year but next time mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, since there's no Lindsay, there's no champagne trivia this week. It's on hiatus. It's on hiatus. Mostly because I'm pretty sure we don't remember what the question was. No clue. (laughs) We definitely don't know what the answer was. Nope. And we definitely don't have another question for you. Nada. So. What do we have? 
Well, it is time for what we may or may not talk about on the next episode. So, first up, when do trick-or-treaters really go trick-or-treating? Obviously, I think Halloween. I mean, duh. That may or may not come up for discussion, just saying. Mm -hmm. Also, will Jess come up with a really good witch's brew, and will she bring it to me on Halloween? Better believe it. And did Lindsay survive her cold-induced zombie apocalyptic dreams where she has chased up a very slick pole in her underwear? We don't know, but we will find out on the next episode. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. We'd like to thank the Second Sound Production, our awesome producer, Marshall, and our lovely live audience for being here. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Champagne Way. And to hear all past episodes, go to thechampagneway.com. Also to read Lindsay's blog, which we will post on there. It is Lindsay versus the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, and share to our podcast. Uh, we love you guys for listening. Thanks for everything. Yay. We'd like to thank the Second Sound for du- guys. I'm stuck at the thank yous. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right.